Welcome to episode 10 of the CyberSense Power Up Podcast. I'm Dr. Dustin Weissman, and I'm a postdoctoral therapist in Calabasas, California, working at Neurosense Psychology, where I specialize in problematic internet use and internet addiction. So I get asked all the time by parents, what counts as screen time? Do I count the time in front of the phone? on the computer, watching TV. There's the gray areas. What if my kid has to do homework and they need their computer for it? Does that count as screen time? Or what if they have to watch a documentary or we're just watching some TV programs? Is that screen time? And time on your smartphone responding to emails or talking with friends, is that screen time? The answer is yes to all of it. So anytime you are in front of a screen, that is considered screen time. It's very simple and I'm going to make it very clear. So if you are trying to balance your allotted amount of screen time amongst different devices, it might be helpful to budget ahead of time. Now if you're trying to avoid certain activities in front of a screen, for example watching Netflix, uh, being on a social media website, playing a game. Those can be broken up into categories for your own personal goals of I don't want to go over one hour of gameplay or I don't want to exceed two hours of TV time. So let's start at the babies, the little ones. It is recommended that from ages zero to two there will be no hours of screen time. Zero. Nada. No tablets. No TV, nothing. It does interfere with their neural development. The only exception, and I would still limit this to a half hour a week, or a half, maybe not a week, but a half hour a day, uh, is video chat. I'd still recommend limiting it as much as possible. But if you want to talk to grandma, who's on the other side of the country, and it's an interactive video call, it's much different because of the facial expressions, the relativeness, than it is with watching a video where they're emoting some kind of behaviors and actions towards you. I know it's hard. I'm guilty of having my kids watch TV and having it on uh, because having loud noise around is, is good for preparing kids to going out and about. If you want to take them to restaurants, it's good to have noise around because you don't want them in a quiet environment and then to shock them with a loud noisy restaurant. So it's good to just have all this constant level of noise if that's your intention. Uh, I'm not sure how it affects uh, them on the whole massive cognitive development model, but I imagine no environment or very few environments growing up in life were silent. So having noise around is probably beneficial. So from ages 2 to about 8, I would extend to 2 hours of screen time a day. And that could be intermixed between TV, tablet. Um, Really want to keep any kind of smartphone or smart device to an educational activity. 
Um, so if you're doing learning games and so forth, you know, just watching YouTube videos on Play-Doh Surprise and whatever else kids might come across. That's what my girls like to watch when they're younger. Those are not necessarily effective or helpful. Uh, they might teach something. I don't know what. But I'm sure there's a lot more effective apps and so forth. And there's some fantastic learning apps out there. My kids use them all the time. Uh, different learning apps, puzzle apps, chess, Sudoku, Logic, things like that. Uh, and many, many more. But having kids growing up not having a screen always in front of their face will be very important to their success, especially in the interpersonal realm. Uh, it's not guaranteed one way or the other if you do or you don't, but it, it definitely will help. So keeping that time limited will be helpful to all these realms. Within movies, I get asked about movies. You know, how does that affect? Well, I'll take my kids to movies. You can make exceptions. These are just guidelines, per se, of screen time use. There's no rule, and if you exceed it by five minutes or an hour, a, you know, here and there, it's not going to seriously damage a child. But if you're aiming for this area, you know, the, the two to three hour range or one to three hour range versus just letting kids have free reign over technology and they'll sit in front of it for 10 hours a day if you let them. But having this guideline to follow will help substantially, especially with the neurocognitive development. So I recommend no more than two hours of screen time for ages two to 10, or sorry, two to eight. From ages eight to 13, I would up that to about three hours a day. And you don't have to give them their full amount. They can just be capped. So, oh, you've exceeded your, uh, or you've reached your screen time maximum for the day, go do something else. And you might have an initial pullback or complaint or tantrum <laughs> on your hand because kids don't like to let it go. It's hard. You know, they're comfortable, they're relaxed. It does induce uh, you know, a relaxation state in us when we're engaged in these activities. So just be aware that's okay, that's normal. Once they get engaged in another activity, it might take a few minutes to transition them, but they can transition much quicker than we give them credit for. So having planned activities ready to go is going to be really helpful. Doing crafts with them and so on and so forth. I just responded to an article asking for tips on parental, uh, limiting parental use of screen time. And I should actually just read what I said. But in short, I suggested being very mindful of it and limiting the use in front of kids. And if you are using it, to really be clear about what you're doing. So mindfulness definitely is the first key on it. Um, you're Right now you're, you're already being mindful of it by listening to this podcast. Uh, in terms of actual tips, you can set times to check your updates. If it's for work and you have to respond, like I said, just let your kids know what you're doing and... Don't be shy to show them as long as it's an appropriate content. You know, here I'm looking at an email, I'm responding to a phone call. You can let them know that by having the phone with you, 
and responding for a few minutes here and there, it allows you to be away from work and spend time with them. So it's not going to be 100% quality time all the time, but it might be 95 to 100% quality time 80% of the time. So another thing you can do is turn off the internet on your phone. Just turn off the apps, take away your internet, go airplane mode. So you can just receive nothing, actually. <laughs> uh, you can, there are settings. You can control your phone to make it a dumb phone from a smartphone where you can only receive phone, calls, text, or emails. Uh, you don't have to take pictures of every moment. I know a lot of parents love taking pictures. I'm so guilty of this too. I love to take pictures of my kids. And it's not something we have to do. It's much better sometimes just be in the moment and enjoy it and be present. Because if there's a screen between you and your child, then they're just seeing the back of your phone, not your face. And that's, what message are you sending? And on the message topic, it's important to realize that when you answer your phone or respond on your phone, you're sending a message to whoever you're with, whether it's a child, a friend, a spouse, uh, any other family member, that whatever is on this screen is more important than you right now. And we don't really think about that when we take it. But if somebody's going to take the time out of their day to be with you and to really give themselves to you, then it's very important to give that back and put the phone away. You can check your phone at these designated times I mentioned, say from 6 o'clock to 6.30 every day, I'll check my notifications. You can turn those notifications off too, the push notifications where it tells you, hey, you've got an alert on this app, or you got an email, or you have a text message. You can turn all that off. So you have to manually go in later to check and see what you have. Just like we did back in the 90s when you'd have to go to your computer and log in and wait for the AOL to do its modem dial-up and listen to that wonderful tune as it would dial-up and open up the email and then read it. It's so instant now, but it doesn't have to be. Just because we have the technology doesn't mean we have to have it all the time, 24-7, responding right now. Sometimes for work, I understand you have to do that. And like I said, just let whoever you're with know that. You know, I'm on call or uh, I do need to respond quickly. Uh, if I have to take a moment to respond to a client, I have a tutoring business. And, you know, sometimes I do have to take those calls because I know if I don't take it, they'll call another tutoring business and I'll lose that client. Same with therapy as well. So, if possible, either put the phone away, turn it off, you can leave it in another room. When it's out of reach, the compulsion to check will not be as strong. Nothing, I'm going to highlight this again, but nothing is more important than quality time with loved ones, especially children. Okay, maybe if you're a surgeon on call, you have to take that call. That's fine. You got to go save a life. That could be more important. I get it. But if it's just your friends messaging you, that's not more important than the person you're with at that moment. So another thing you can do to help track your screen time use is using a phone usage tracker. If you have an iPhone, they have Moment. If you have Android, there's Quality Time. And those are just two of many that exist out there. When you're not on your phone, I mentioned it's really important to have some kind of planned activity. 
so you can do arts and crafts or board games, puzzles, coloring, drawing, anything that involves your hands and keeps your hand busy is going to help with not reaching compulsively to check a phone. It's also a lot easier if that phone's not within reach, but if you're going to be using your hands or something, you're not going to need to check your phone. Your hands are occupied. It's kind of similar to a cigarette smoker, how they have to, uh, there's that comfort in the motion of the two fingers to the lips. There's a similar motion of checking to your pocket to touch your phone. We get some kind of a comfort when we do touch the phone. So having that out of reach, the necessity to touch is gone and your hands are occupied with something else. So for me personally, I've used quality time on my phone and I'd have to say that my phone time is down on average probably 60% daily from about five hours to about two hours plus or minus an hour here and there. So for me, it's made me more mindful of my phone use and these apps will tell you how much time you're spending, how many times you unlock your phone, which I equate to how many times I checked my phone. Uh, and then which apps I use the most, what time of the day I was using it the most. But on my daily report from uh, quality time, I get the screen unlocks, the app that I use the most, and how many hours I spent on my phone that day. So please feel free to reach out to me uh, with any questions. You can always email me at weissmanpsychology at gmail.com. That's W-E-I-S-S-M-A-N P-S-Y c-h-o-l-o-g-y at gmail.com you may also visit my website dustinweissman.com and you can uh, find some more information and resources there unless you found this podcast on that website then you're already there just peruse around thank you for taking the time to listen and have a fabulous day